This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. How are you doing today? Michael Zuba, One Rental at a Time. And we are with one of my favorite folks, the legendary investor, Jonathan Twomley. How are you doing, sir? Thank you. I think you're overselling me a little bit. but uh, <laughs> Well, you're a legend to me. I'm a legend in my own mind, too. So it's what your uh, wife told me. She told me. <laughs> Actually, no, my wife would not tell you that. My wife would, uh, would, would tell you that I, you know, I know what I'm doing and uh, you know, I need to go make more money. That's funny. Uh, so that's funny. Well, hey, I want to talk, uh, I want to talk about uh, a quote I saw from uh, Stephen Schwartzman. I believe I pronounced that correctly. I believe he's the CEO of Blackstone. And um, he came out just the other day and talked about an avalanche of opportunity an avalanche of opportunity that's coming because of the threat of higher capital gains taxes. So I thought we should talk about it because I do, I've actually talked about it kind of uh, on my daily financial news, uh, but I want people to appreciate what it is. And then also assuming capital gains go up, what it means for the next several years. Cause I think there's, while it looks good today, I, I do think there's the other side of the coin starting in 2022. So why don't we talk about what it really means that what Stephen's talking about an avalanche of opportunity because of the threat of higher capital gains next year? Yeah, so I think so. The the dynamic here is that you know the Biden administration has put out a tax plan that calls for pretty dramatically higher capital gains taxes on people making more than a million dollars a year, mm-hmm. which you know. A, Certainly, like your institutional investors and stuff fall into, maybe not small guys, but th- there's a lot of people who fall into that category who own property. And it's a, yeah, that's what I want people to hear. It's a lot more people than you think. This is not W two million dollars. You could you could make fifty k a year as a teacher, as one person I interviewed, and you want to sell your portfolio that you collected the last thirty years, you you will hit that million dollars, especially if you're in California. Yeah, and I, now I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that this is going to be graduated but i don't know like if it's only the portion over a million that's taxed at that higher rate god i would hope so i haven't read yeah otherwise otherwise it'd be pretty devastating but anyway putting aside also i i i and you've you've heard me talk about taxes before my view on these things is that you've got to kind of look at the the politics of it Mm -hmm. i think that this isn't like an opening negotiation negotiation yeah so i don't so the current proposal is for 40 percent on people making more than a million, I, I would be highly, I just don't see that happening, but I think it's fairly likely the capital gains taxes will go up because yeah. this is, frankly, it's politically popular across the spectrum, right? Because mm-hmm. most people are not subject to capital gains taxes. So they're perfectly happy to see the tax rate go up because it doesn't affect them. Um, but so expect them to go up somewhat from where they are. Mm-hmm. And because of that, there are a certain number of people who are kind of like on the bubble of they may be reaching the end of their hold period and maybe the hold is going to expire next year or the year after that. And that is making them think like, well, maybe 
in this world of uncertainty yeah. about where taxes are going to be, and particularly given the difficulty of pulling off a 1031, and maybe that won't survive either, who knows, we should sell now. Yes, and yeah. what that means is that there's going to be a lot of stuff coming on the market. And that means opportunity for you. Now, the, the question really is like, will so much stuff come on the market that there'll be a glut and it'll help you get a better price? Who knows? I don't know. Don't know. That'll be the case. Yeah. Or if it'll be, there's just so much money out there that'll all get absorbed. That's also possible. Um, then you have to think about, well, then if all these people worried about capital gains, then if it's going to be, if that's such a nightmare, then why would people be buying? Because they're mm -hmm. going to have to pay higher capital gains. It's always, you know, uh, it's always like a, but I, I think the point is that there is some segment of the market that's going to say we want to cash out now mm -hmm. before we're going to pay more tax if we do it later. So that could lead to more opportunity for, uh, you know, for you, mm -hmm. um, just in terms of supply of stuff on the market. Yeah. And again, I think it's just the threat of taxes. It's the people, you know, specifically multifamily investors, you know, apartments, they've had, we've had a rough year, right? Collections have been down, you know, the eviction thing, all of those topics. It's been a hard year. And if you had any thought of selling in the next two or three years, this kind of threat of higher capital gains taxes is like, I'm done. I'm out. And again, I look at my market every day. I'm, I'm seeing more five to 20 unit buildings available right now than I've seen in five or six years. And it's all come on in the last 45 or 60 days. Uh, so it's it's happening in different places, I think. How, you know, it's hard to figure out though why that is, right? Is it because people have just like thrown in the towel because of the collections issue, or or maybe they're forced to because they they can't make their debt service and they're running out of forbearance and you know they they don't have any choice other than to sell, or is it because of capital gains, or is it because all of the above? Yeah, I think. Well, I certainly think it's all of the above. But right now, the price points are kind of what you hinted at, right? The initial price points are full market value. Mm -hmm. I don't sense distress, at least when I've talked to the listing agents yet. Um, but I, I suspect a couple of them are going to linger because uh, they're kind of in that gray area between uh, B and C areas. A couple yeah. of them are not well maintained. So what I expect to be happening is, is as we are closer to the end of the year, as the negotiations for capital gains increase happens or doesn't, uh, you're going to see stress. So I don't see stress yet because even if you, if you sell it now in June or list it in June, you probably easily close by September, October. Uh, but I think as we get closer to the end of the year, that time frame is going to really, uh, the stress will become obvious as I think. Yeah. Well, you know, also, if you own property and you've had a hard time the last year, if you're, if your property is still cash flowing, you know, like if you've managed to cash flow it through all this and you're making your debt service, mm -hmm. but you but your collections are down and you're frustrated because of that and you're just like I just want out of here, mm -hmm. I would not sell now. Yeah. And the and the reason I would say that is because your financial performance, upon which you know a buyer and a bank are going to evaluate your property look horrible. Horrible. And they look, they look unfairly bad, right? Yes. To you. Yeah. They it's look, kind of the worst time. Yeah. Right. They look, it looks worse than the intrinsic value of the property. So you would be selling at a discount and, you know, unless the property is just causing you so much stress that you can't sleep at night, 
and you and for for your own for personal like health reasons you yeah. just need to be done with it that's one thing but yes if it's just like it's been irritating and you, you know you're frustrated but you're still you know you're not you're not covering your debt service out of pocket just just hold on, wait yeah. right yeah. hold on ride this out because it's going to get better and you're going to be even if even with you know higher capital gains tax frankly you, you may be better off you know selling in a year or two because the, you're going to get so much better evaluation for the property at, at full occupancy you know normal collections yeah. uh, than than you would now so so don't don't make that sort of panic irrational emotional decision to sell uh, if, if, if you can possibly, you know, avoid it. And, yeah. and the other thing about taxes too, is that, you know, beware of, I see a lot of people making bad decisions because of taxes, because they're thinking like, oh, I don't want to pay tax. But the problem is you only pay tax when you make money. <laughs> so, so like paying taxes, not, I mean, nobody likes it, but it's, it's kind of like, don't, if you're in that situation where it's sell, you know, I because we have a five-year hold period, we need to pay our investors back. It's sell this year or sell next year. That's that's a different situation. Correct. But if you're, but if you're like, oh my God, capital gains are going to go up, and I have to, I should sell. But you weren't really planning on selling. You don't have to sell. Like that's a bad decision, because you're gonna, if you hold it, you're going to continue to make money. If you, if rents do continue to climb. You're gonna your your value is going to rise, and you you're gonna be better off. The taxes are just like a it's a proportion of what you sell of your profit, right? But it's it's like the more you want to have more profit. Like I, I was my 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 friend my friend you know Ted Lanzaro was a CPA. We talked about this in one of I've interviewed him a number of times um, for for my students and podcasts and stuff and. Ted just always has this funny thing where he's, it's like people are saying, you know, ask him like, oh, should I, you know, take this loss to avoid paying taxes or should I do this thing to avoid paying taxes? And he's always like, it's not a good idea to trade, you know, to trade dollars for quarters. Yeah, so not a good idea. I, you know, like you don't want to trade dollars for quarters and that's what you're doing. You're so, people are like so upset about paying the quarter to the government that they're willing to give up 75 cents of profit to themselves. Yeah. Right. He said, focus, focus on making the dollar, then worry about the taxes later. Right. But don't, you know, the decision should be based on, is this going to make money or not? And then the taxes are something you deal with later. You can employ different tax, you know, strategies to try to mitigate it, but focus first on making money that should be your, that should be your goal, right? Oh, Make yeah. money first. <laughs> very, very well said. Great, great right. advice. The other thing I just want to highlight here is, yes, at least in my market, I'm clearly seeing more inventory come in kind of that five to 20 segment. Uh, but I, I, I have a very sneaky suspicion of what we will get into once January arrives. And I actually might even be as soon as December. Um, you're going to see inventory kind of pull back, right? Because anybody who was thinking about selling this year or next will sell early. And then there will be just years of long-term hold because again, you don't generally have to sell multifamily. You can, you can frankly hold it uh, until the next administration and hope that, you know, taxes go down, right? So I think for all of the increase in inventory we see short-term, there will be less inventory kind of next year. Does that make sense? 
yeah i mean i can see that i i can see that happening um where if capital gains taxes do increase by a lot then you might see people holding longer and putting putting that off longer i think you may also see stuff like um well actually i mean i'll take that back that's not true because that's more of a property tax issue but um yeah i think i think it, it will cause i mean until things hit a new equilibrium there's always going to be a new equilibrium right mm -hmm. so whatever the taxes are well the market will adjust to it and then there'll be some period of like people kind of freaking out not doing anything um but then the market will go go back to where it was kind of like in new york when they passed the the new rent regulations a couple of years ago like screaming and yelling by the you know the the uh landlord community uh it was the end of the world and nobody was ever gonna like buy a building in new york ever again yeah and then yeah, yeah and then the market adjusted to the new reality and just things go on as before yeah. so it's that's sort of always what happens it's only it's only the it's only the people who were like caught on the the delta right yeah. when your expectation when the, when your expectations are disrupted that's when it's a problem but if you buy in the new regime so right to speak, then you you're well, everything that goes into the decision is that's baked in and you know yep that's that's kind of how it works so i think people i agree kind of scream and yell and bellyache about stuff but there will be a new a new and different reality and listen we've been in this country we have had you know 90 percent top tax rates we've had very low taxes it's been all over the place changing up and down and property taxes are changing and everything you know but when has real estate stopped being a good deal exactly during all that time right real the real estate market has never seized up because of taxes it seized up because of you know, interest rates spiking mm -hmm. as, as, you know, a bubble followed by, you know, low interest rates causing a bubble and then high interest rates popping the bubble. Like we've seen that mm -hmm. we've seen, you know, markets like localized situations where, uh, you know, the oil and gas market got cremated in the 1980s in mm -hmm. Texas and Louisiana. And you had basically like a depression, a localized depression in some of those cities and real estate tanked, you know, you had a housing bubble and then a housing crash in New York, uh, New York City in the 80s. None of this had anything to do with taxes. It had to do with market forces, right? Yeah. And so I, I think whatever happens with taxes, real estate will continue to be a good investment. And the taxes are going to apply to all the other investments as well. So it's not like, rel it's not, it's not like someone's coming along and saying, you know what, we're just going to whack real estate investors, hmm. but we're going to leave those, you know, those stock investors alone, you know, yeah. like the relative, it's all going to be, it's all going to be the same. And real estate, I think is, it will still remain tax advantage uh, as opposed to other things. So yeah. don't freak out too much about this. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think we're going to see some short-term decisions where there'll be more inventory this year. I think we'll have a year or so of less inventory and then you're right. It just normalizes from there. Uh, so folks, uh, you know, let me know what's going on in your market folks. If you're watching this and you're seeing more, Small multis, again, five to 20 units. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, that would be great. And Jonathan, how can people be a part of your world? Yeah, well, one, one great way to uh, get more of me, if you can stand that, is uh, 
to, to join join my Facebook group. Uh, it's called the Multifamily Investment Community. We've got over 11,000 members in there talking about multifamily stuff and just trying to have a good time. So try to log in on your computer the first time so you can answer the questions that Facebook won't show you on a phone, <laughs> but you can always use your phone after that. Uh, mostly just want people to uh, you know, promise not to spam the group and understand what the rules are. That's, that's the basis for it. Also, there's a free giveaway that you can get if you uh, give me your email address. So very cool. Um, but please go multifamily yeah. investment community. I highly recommend it. It's one of the few Facebook groups I'm a part of. So do yourself a favor, join the group. Thanks, Jonathan. Absolutely. Thank you. Yep.